0: Welcome back to the Political Hour. Today, we have many topics to be covering. Right now, we are going to be going... The next segment, we'll be covering the death of Cameron Boyce, the Disney star, and Jesse and the Descendants, dead at age 20. We'll cover that. Next, in the sports world, the Women's World Cup Final, Netherlands versus the USA. We're going to see the USA's track to greatness. How they made it to the finals, and what Netherlands is trying to accomplish, President Trump weighs the decision to take away to take away all troops from Afghanistan, so we'll be covering that. He is weighing the decision to pull all troops from Afghanistan. The deadline is up for Congress to fix the southern border crisis and now. If they don't do anything in the next few days after the deadline, Trump is going to send in the ICE raids. We'll cover that too. Our topic today, we will have Mr. Maurice Waldron on the line, is capitalism or socialism, what we believe the United States should follow. And we will cover capitalism and socialism for people who don't know what capitalism and socialism are. Nancy Pelosi is blasts her progressive freshman democrats for voting against the 4.6 billion dollar border bill that was signed and president Trump's desk on Monday the humanitarian needs that they did, did, that they denied that they did not want to sign into law Nancy Pelosi attacks them including Ms AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the FBI and CIA the Republicans in the House are accusing the FBI and the CIA of tampering with the Russian probe and the dossier, the official dossier. I believe that's what they're complaining about. So all this and one more topic we did not get to. We'll start that off after Cameron Boyce. We'll fit that in. What we would like to see from the candidates in the Democratic debate on July 30th and July 31st. Thank you. You are watching The Political Hour. Here we go. Our first segment Cameron Boyce, the star of Jesse, the star of Disney's The Descendants, dead at age 20. It was a shock to me. It was a shock. To everybody Cameron Boyce was a big part of our childhoods with his roles in Disney Age 20. He was born in 1999. Age 20. He apparently his family released he suffered a seizure while sleeping. In his sleep, he suffered a seizure in his sleep due to current medical Conditions, could have been epilepsy, could have been something far worse that caused these seizures in the first place. Um, something worse than epilepsy that causes seizures like this. This is a very short segment. There's not much information, but please stay tuned from the Political Hour and future episodes in case we cover it, or if something else comes out about Cameron Boyce's death. Our next segment, we will be... To covering the women's world cup final netherlands versus the usa what we hope to see from netherlands what we hope to see from the usa i'm not too good on this but i'll try my best and we're going to see the track that the u.s took and we're going to be covering the, the track is not going to be so much all the teams that play. it's going to be more or less how they got to the finals the quarterfinals with england did the U.S. spy on England? What should be done if it comes out that they did spy on England before this game commences? Stay tuned for the next segment of The Political Hour. Welcome back to The Political Hour. I am your host, Drew Madiass. and in this segment, we are going to be covering the Women's World Cup Final, Netherlands versus the USA. So Netherlands has never won a World Cup or at least a women's World Cup. They've never won that. I don't know if it's been a men's World Cup victory for them, but I definitely know that they have not won a women's World Cup final. Netherlands is hoping to achieve that trophy. They are going to achieve they're gonna try and achieve that by taking on the greatest team in this tournament in my belief, the USA the usa in my belief i do think that the usa is going to win this game but perhaps there's another plan perhaps there's another outcome to this situation the usa and england their last match a two-to-one victory a controversial goal it has lots of controversy and about the biggest controversy is spying the united states the united states women's World Cup team, is accused of spying, taking pictures of England's hotels rooms, taking pictures of the strategies that they're going to use against the United States team. And England, this isn't even after they lost the game. England is accusing them of this before the game actually happened. Before the game actually happened. Could this have happened? Yes. If it comes out that it did happen, I do believe that the United States should have a rematch the coach should immediately resign and that there should be a rematch between England and the United States. If it comes, or, you know, again, in modern day, they could be just saying this because they knew they were going to lose. They thought they were going to lose. And, hey, maybe they could get a rematch against the United States if they came out with claims that the United States spied on their hotel room. This could be another option, too. But at this moment in time, it. It goes unsolved, and right now, as of now, the United States is in the women's World Cup Finals versus the Netherlands trying to get another World Cup trophy after their... When was it? 2015. After their 2015 World Cup win, they're trying to get it again against the Netherlands. They're going to try and take home that trophy against the Netherlands. Next segment on the political hour, we will be looking at President Trump weighing his decision to pull all troops from Afghanistan. What this means to the country. What does this mean, President Trump, by pulling? He's weighing the decision. Not even just thinking about the decision is a big deal. He's weighing the decision to pull all troops from Afghanistan. We will be looking in that, looking what he should do on the next segment of the political hour. Welcome back to the Political political Hour. Uh, I am your host, Drew Matiasik. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about President Trump's weighing the decision to pull all troops from Afghanistan. Now, Mike Pompeo has said that they're trying to make a deal with the Taliban in pulling their troops out of Afghanistan. But this timeline is unclear, he still states. Secretary Mike Pompeo. President Trump, in an interview with Tucker Carlson of Fox News... He said that he has decreased the number greatly, but you can't not, you got to be careful when you're pulling him out. As said former Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis, he says that we have to be careful because if we pull him out, we don't know what could happen. And And we would have to just go back in full force. And this has been going on for at least two decades. Of course, we want to get out of this war in Afghanistan. But President Trump claims that we still have to keep high intelligence intelligence soldiers, high intelligence bases. We need to keep them in there, but we need to decrease it. Because according to the Pentagon, there are at least 14,000 soldiers left in Afghanistan. We have decreased the number greatly, but that is what's happening currently in afghanistan so president trump is weighing the decision to pull it but of course my perspective is we have to be careful in pulling these troops we have to be careful whenever we're pulling troops from any place we have to be careful because if you pull too many you could get destroyed and it will not be pleasant Thank you, and our next segment on the Political Hour, stay tuned. The deadline is up to fix the southern border crisis for Congress. So Trump, if you remember a few weeks ago, maybe not maybe not even that, said he was going to put ice raids. Congress stopped him. said they were going to work out a deal for the southern border crisis so they could stop the ice raids from coming. Congress has yet to make it up at the deadline, of course. Congress is a mess right now it needs to be fixed. Of course our wonderful speaker Miss Nancy Pelosi is doing a wonderful job but she needs to take control of the House of Representatives okay So next segment on the political hours please stay tuned is the deadline is up for Congress to fix the Southern, border crisis, so Trump is now going to send in ICE raids to the southern border for deportation, which was our last option. Thank you, and stay tuned for the next segment of the Political Hour. Welcome back to the Political Hour. In this segment, we are talking about Congress's deadline to stop the ICE raids that President Trump is going to send into the southern border is up. So, a few weeks ago, if you don't know, Congress was given a deadline. Congress was given a deadline because Trump said he was going to bring in these ICE raids for deportation as their last option, because Congress wasn't taking enough action, so he was going to take action himself. But, as we can see, Trump conceded and said, you know, I'm going to give you a deadline. If you do not come up with a border crisis solution by this deadline, then you, we're just going to send in these ICE raids for deportation, once again, our very last option. But, of course, Congress, we need, we need Congress to... Enact on these issues. Congress is running amok right now. They are running all over the place. They cannot seem to settle down. We need in Congress, what we need is we can't have too radical left, too radical right. We need people that are not afraid to concede to the other side, to work across the aisle. But of course, we do not have this in modern-day Congress. Nancy Pelosi, our wonderful Speaker of the House, is trying to take control of her Congress, but she is unsuccessful so far. What could this mean for the 2020 elections and the midterms? Or not the midterms. The 2020 elections for Congress and Senate. Not just the presidency, but Congress and the Senate is what we're concerned about. What will this lead to? So, Anyways, back on the topic, Congress has failed to meet the deadline to find a solution for the crisis at our southern border with illegal immigrants. Trump is now sending in, he's saying, you know what, you can't meet this deadline, I am done, I am done, I'm not giving you any more deadlines. I am sending in ICE for these ICE raids, for these deportations, because And you can't say that Trump is doing this unplanned. I love Congress. I love our Congress. But they can't seem to meet deadlines. And if they can't meet deadlines, then I don't know what they can do. Because you can't go after President Trump because this was a last option resort. He said, Congress, come up with something else. You know, if you don't want me to do these ICE raids, come up with something else. Congress, your Congress... Had a chance to do it, but they couldn't meet the deadline. So now President Trump is sending in these ICE raids. I don't agree with President Trump on some things, but this is one thing that I do agree with him on. This is a last option resort. ICE raids, deportation, and I do not like deportation. If I were running for president, I would say take down the time it would take for someone to get a visa to someone getting a green card. But in full honesty... I do not like deportation, but this has to happen. These ice raids do have to happen, and it was a last option resort for President Trump. Next segment on the Political Hour, please stay tuned. We are taking in coverage, capitalism versus socialism, which one should run the country. And if you don't know what capitalism or socialism are, we will explain that too. Um, I will have Mr. Maurice Waldron on the line helping us and explaining and getting his view on the country, capitalist or socialist. Thank you and stay tuned for the next segment of The Political Hour. And welcome back to The Political Hour. I know in this segment I promised that I would have Mr. Maurice Waldron on. But this is breaking news. When we were recording this episode, we were figuring out that it was before Team USA and the Netherlands played. We were not we were expecting to get this episode out before they played but recording got there's an issue with the recording and we're not going to take the previous segment out as you probably heard by now. But the US women's team has won the World Cup their fourth overall second consecutive. this is their second one in a row. Not their, They won last, they won 2015, they won again 2019. And I would just like to announce that breaking news. Now Mr. Maurice Waldron will be on the line for capitalism versus socialism. Which one should run our country? And remember, if you don't like to hear our topics and opinions, we do like to get our opinions out there a little bit. But we want to be as bipartisan as possible, remember? And... If you don't like it, then you can skip it. We are not preventing you from this. I would just like to announce to you that this is breaking news. United States 2, Netherlands 0. So, once again, before this episode was recorded, this is before they started playing in the finals. And then when we started picking up the recording, as there was an issue with the recording, they won. So I would just like to put that out there for breaking news. Okay, so stay tuned. Mr. Maurice Welchman will be on the line in the next segment. Thank you. Yeah, hello? Okay, welcome back to the Political Hour. So, we now have on the line Mr. Maurice Welchman. Maurice, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing amazing. I just finished up with dinner.
0: That, that is amazing. So did I. So... We're talking about this topic. So our future topic, we wanted to bring someone in, and we brought you in. Capitalism versus socialism.
1: I Me, mean, I definitely. Which one
0: should run which one should run our country? So for the viewers of what capitalism is. Capitalism is free market, government doesn't interfere, business runs on its own. If a business is going under, the government doesn't help them. And so they have to pick up the strategy of supply and demand. Okay. Socialism is, on the other hand, the government comes in and they help you. They want everyone to succeed. And now I'm being generous with that description of socialism. It's not... It, it's it really costs the government millions of dollars and it goes to... It goes to foundations that don't help Americans. It just goes to businesses, needless businesses, that when they're going under, they try and help them. But... In the end, it's terrible. So, Maurice, what's your point, of view on honest?
1: Well, well, my point with you is capitalism, yo. so, to an American standpoint, I'm used to it. Like, I have to, I'm going to defend capitalism because that's what I'm used to. But if you think about it, the, a lot of the European countries use demo, democratic socialism. Uh, but it hasn't worked well with a country like Sweden. People use that as an example to put democratic socialism laws into power in the United States. But that's actually not right.
0: But then look at, Venez- look at Venezuela. Look at these poverty-stricken countries. They're all socialism. Sweden Exactly. Is the only country that we even know of that socialism has worked in.
1: Well, believe it or not, it actually did it for a while. It turned its economic growth into a down point. And when it got rid of when it started reforming, um, the, the, some of their socialist views on like business and healthcare and stuff like that, their economic growth boom. And it's been booming more than any country in Europe. It's actually got on par with the United States so far.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, but with Sweden, there's not many people. in Sweden. Exactly.
1: Well, because you got to think about it. It's a northern country, and it you know, snows a lot there. Like, and if you it's, think about it... it, it yeah,
0: so like, there's not many people there, so you don't have to spend as much money on the citizens. And Sweden's a pretty rich country. Because they the haven't world, yeah. or any conflicts.
1: I mean, if you also think about it, do you know what the Sunbelt area of the United States
0: is? Um, no.
1: Okay, well, it's like the South. It's the South. Basically, if you think about it, in the last, since, you know, 1945, there's been more people moving down there than has moved anywhere. And also, I'm going to use that as a standpoint with Sweden. No one wants to live in the snow. People want to live where it's warm. If you think about it, places like Texas, Florida, tend to be an economic center. For certain things, because it's sunny out there, more businesses want to move there, and with you know the tax cuts down there, it's easier to live there. Mhm. But yeah, like, I'm definitely with capitalism on this.
0: Exactly. Yeah, me too. I mean, capitalism, free market—that's what the United States was intended on. If you're a business, we should be saving this money for citizens to use on. Wait, citizens. excuse me,
1: Drew. Excuse me, Drew. Yeah. I shall so be back. I gotta go do something real quick.
0: Okay. Well, um, Maurice Reese is out, I will take my viewpoint on this for a second. Socialism, in my belief, if the government, it, it doesn't, it doesn't help. It, the money could be going to far better places than to help dying businesses. And if a business is dying, then what is the point? What is the point? What is the point of, you know, saving these businesses? Because they went down for a reason. They don't have a strike. They're just going to keep going down and down and down. And the government's just going to keep helping them and helping them and helping them. And eventually it's just not going to work. But with capitalism, it's free market, you know. And government, is- companies need to develop that sense of free market strategies. They have to work on their own. Survival of the fittest, it's natural selection of businesses, basically how you put it. Hello? Yep, okay, I was just talking. How capitalism is natural selection for businesses.
1: So it's like Darwinism.
0: Exactly, but with businesses. It's natural selection, but with businesses. That's basically capitalism. And they have to develop their own strategies of. Supply
1: and demand. Well if you all if you also think about it, capitalism is tends to work more economically. Because a country doesn't have to go in and basically sweep up the mess of like a country like of a company that failed. It's gonna cost them more money to do that, and you know, really, the United States doesn't do that. I mean, I imagine if Microsoft went under, they would have to.
0: Mm-hmm. But like, what I was doing is I do—I was saying this: if a company is going under, if a company is dying, they're dying for a good reason because they didn't develop a good enough market base. They didn't even—they couldn't even have gotten through the base. They're dying for a good reason. Why should the government help them when it's their fault? Why should the government sweep up their messes? And then they're going to exactly. sweep it up. They're going to give them the money, and then they're just going to come back and they're going to fail again because they don't have the right strategies.
1: But you know, you no, know, I'm I'm against socialism and all that. But we also got to set we also got to set the example of how to good business brand. Like I'm going to take an example like Apple. Look, it went from three guys in a garage into a multi-billion-dollar company. Yeah. That's a that's a perfect example of how to grow your company. That's a perfect example.
0: Exactly. And if you and if you're thinking about business, you're trying to enter the business stream and it's capitalist nation. Okay. and you keep family, maybe business isn't for you. Because okay. you if you know didn't I know how to if you didn't even know how to perfect the strategy of supply and demand, you really shouldn't be in business
1: in the business. But you know, you got some uh business owners that don't even know how to manage a company. Now, also, I believe in order to own a business, I believe you should also have to have a some sort of degree in business management.
0: Exactly. And you remember what happened with yeah. Yahoo? No offense, no disrespect yes. towards women. I don't want feminists coming after this. But it, I don't believe it was because she was a woman. Yahoo hired this... CEO. She had no business being there. And no, it's not because of her gender. It could have been a guy. She did not know anything that happened. She dumped, absolutely dumped this company. And if we were in a socialist nation, the government would have come and helped them. It's their fault that Yahoo went under. It's Yahoo's fault. The that didn't know what it Why should the government help them when they made that mistake?
1: Well, the government shouldn't help them. That's the point. Yeah. I if
0: your, your company is going under, then
1: then it's happening for a reason. If you didn't enter a market at the right time, where you're not sell, selling your product, or like, let's say like a lobby for a lobbyist firm, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lobbyist firm. Sorry. If it's not like trying to get the output of a, like Donald Trump, let's say, do you know uh, Roger Stone was?
0: Yes. Yeah. He was he was the person in the uh, russian probe he was instrumental
1: yep. yes I um, uh, well he had a firm for nixon uh he was part of the nixon campaign and he uh, ran a lobbyist firm. and somehow you know like well, was not somehow he got him to win the election but if you think about it, if you don't like let's say you create a lobby firm right and mm-hmm. you don't enter at the right time and it fails that's your fault because you didn't enter it at the right time Exactly. But you also have the Key components of like economic, economic standpoint of Like, you're there to make money, either like you're there to raise awareness for the press. Like, let's say Donald Trump, I create a firm. I'm there. I want to help him make money. I want to help him get elected. Or so something like,
0: like as simple as stocks. A company invests their money into stocks, not just for them, but like, yeah, for them, for other companies. If they something as simple as stocks, if they can fail at that, then I have no idea why the governments help them. If they can fail at investing in their own company's stocks,
1: I mean, believe it or not, you know, I got family members that own stocks in, like, Verizon and AT&T. If you think about it, the more you own stocks into a country, uh, company, let's say I own, like, 77% of, like, the stock in, like, Apple. What does that mean? I, like, own 77% of that company?
0: Basically, yes. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I believe the more you sell stocks and the more it sells, you're basically giving up your company as it is. Like, you know the Green Bay Packers, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're I own a couple, shares, own a couple shares in the Green Bay Packers.
1: Really? No doubt. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good.
0: Well, doesn't the no whole town own it? I do not know exactly who's the owner, but I believe that when you invest in it, no, you don't own the whole company, but you become a part of the company. So investing in them, have will be like, oh, this person invested into 70 like they bought 77 percent of our shit you know they're they're probably gonna they're not becoming the automatic ceo they're just investing into the company you
1: gotta buy into their success
0: yeah so then they would probably they would probably be like hey we want to offer you a job here at apple or something along those lines, because it doesn't mean that they're the automatic CEO. It just means that they invested a lot of their money
1: into that. Yeah, I'm just gonna point out here about like socialism. If you think about it, almost all the social, like, like Russia, how they're under socialism. Well, not exact socialism, but it's almost like a communist socialist mix. Mm-hmm. Lenin, John, not John Lenin. Ah, mm, uh, Vladimir Lenin his true way of socialism was not utilized. When Stalin came into power, he changed it. Believe it or not, it was supposed to be Leon Trotsky that was supposed to take power. If you look at the history of uh, Russia's economic growth, it it has been terrible. It's because of communism because of socialism. And if you look at all the countries that became socialist, look at their countries now. They're not economically developed as us, France, Britain, like that.
0: And if you think about it, they,
1: socialism, was never introduced to countries like Poland and Yugoslavia. I bet you Yugoslavia would have still been around by now. And I bet you Poland would have been a masterpiece, like the country of Italy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I bet you they would have been masterpieces. You know, economically stable, uh, rich and powerful. I bet you they would have.
0: Yes, yeah. and like people like make the point. Why did Soviet Russia last all these years? The only reason it lasts all those years is because they got—they didn't get into many conflicts. World War II, they had funding because they weren't the only ones in there. But with Afghanistan, when they tried to invade Afghanistan, that just drained their bank account. Though. And it was the real first crisis that they got into with no help with funding or anything like that. And they had no money to do it and they used all that money, they went bankrupt, they plummeted down the scales, and Soviet Russia was no longer a thing within a year.
1: Well if you also think if you also think about uh, Soviet Russia, the only reason why they stayed in power so long is because they kept taking over countries.
0: Mm-hmm. And they kept and they had, them. And they had the help and they had the funding of other countries in World War Two and then they yeah. were part of the allies and they had all that funding but then the real actual first conflict that they went on in their self, they used their own money Afghanistan and they blew it all and they're no
1: longer okay. I think Russia the first conflict like, they truly put money into like power, money, but definitely the Vietnam War. Cause think about it, the only reason why the Viet Cong won that war was because Russia was sending tanks, money, soldiers, guns, aid, like AK 47s And I bet you if they would have never done that, we would have won the Vietnam War. It was exactly. such a slaughter. Um, you know, well else wanna get you know, I also wanna get into the Afghanistan war Park. The only but, reason why they lost that war is because we started funding uh groups like the Mujahideen that ended up turning into Al Qaeda. And people like Clint the Clintons did mm-hmm. that. Bush even did it. And I mean I'm not, I'm not trying to take a, you know, trying to take a shot at that. I think it's in your own in their own ways, they were somewhat good presidents, except Clinton. Um I mean Bush Bush was made, but with Reagan.
0: Yeah, and like they they make this point. That we we should probably like put the topic or end this soon, but like you get to the point where countries they're saying they're saying like to the point stop buying oil from Iran. Stop buying oil from all these countries because they're just gonna take the money that you buy the oil with and they're gonna send it to these terrorist groups.
1: But you also think about, you know, I imagine countries like Iran, you know, uh, Poland, Lithuania, Sweden, Norway, all of them. I believe they're actually still under social, you know, uh, dem- democratic socialism. They mm-hmm. so still have a I mean, Iran, it's ran by a ruthless dictator. hmm And In what inspired that, what? The Russian Believe it or not, Rus- you know, Russia and Britain had owned Iran, you know, for a long time. Until we both sides to leave. Yeah. If you, look, if you look at the economic history of Iran, it has not been good other than oil.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, you can make the point... Did you hear about Iran? Sure, I not to have to do a whole other segment on this. Iran is breaking the nuclear deal.
1: Yep, it's buying more uranium than
0: I said it would. Mm-hmm. Because it is necessary to the nation... And they said they'll give the United States, what was it, 30 days mm-hmm. to compromise with them. Otherwise, they're going to break it again.
1: See, I see what they're already doing. They're, basically,
0: they're, threat- they're using threats against the United They're trying States. to blackmail us, but what they don't realize is that we can jump one bomb on them and they can go, bye bye. I
1: mean, I, I think the best solution to this, you know, don't give to Tyrant. I think the best thing that we can do is just go in to like their nuclear sites and destroy them. So we can just cripple their nuclear program as it is. And then yeah. when we go in there, we get the uranium, we take it. And we take it right back to our country, either we dispose of it or use it for ourselves. Or we
0: fund a citizen's revolt, like what they're doing in Venezuela. We fund a citizen's revolt to take down the dictator of Iran and change it.
1: But who's to say that won't turn into another terrorist group?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, see, that's the problem. We have to figure out what we want to do to make sure Iran doesn't turn into the country that it is right now. We want to make sure that they do not turn into the country that they are right now. And then we can start to fund a citizens' revolt Funded by the U.S. government and maybe even a couple other countries can step in and help fund this revolt to where the citizens are going to take down the dictator of Iran.
1: You know, you know, back on topic about you know like capitalism and socialism. Um, but if you think about it, you know, countries like democracies, I I, I feel like America America went in too strong about like democracy and uh, stuff like that. Uh, do you know what the Monroe Doctrine was?
0: Monroe Doctrine, yeah. I was just talking about it yesterday. The doctor a piece of paper that says that going- Western colonization is not allowed. or er, yeah, it's not allowed. or European colonization is not allowed in the Western country. And I also think, honestly, that should have been applied
1: to the United States in if particular. If, if it was, they would have already broken and Going into countries like countries um, like Venezuela almost. And uh, Nicaragua, because do you know what the contra um, uh, crisis was?
0: Yeah, with Ronald Reagan and the, the current president of the NRA, Oliver what or Oliver North?
1: Yep. And, and you know Oliver, what I've seen, Oliver North took the blame.
0: Mm-hmm. He really saved Ronald Reagan's presidency. Oliver North was the one reason that Ronald Reagan. Wasn't seen as the next Richard Nixon.
1: Honestly, I believe also what got you know Reagan elected again was stuff was getting shot at the at the uh wasn't it like the Marriott or something like that? It was something. Hill-
0: it was where the um John Hinckley Jr. he tried to yep. um impress actress Jodie sweetie, sweetie someone
1: Jodie right. Foster. Jodie
0: Foster, yes. Tried to impr- uh, impress her and the president, and obviously he's deranged.
1: You know, he uh, you know, he got released from a uh, mental yes.
0: asylum. He just got...
1: I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say this: how no one should, you know, if it's if it's proven that you're not mentally deranged. You shouldn't be in a mental hospital for that long. Because uh-huh. you think about it, going to the world, they're gonna be even worse because they don't—they're not gonna know how to handle themselves in this generation.
0: Exactly, and like that's the big reason. That's what Congress also kind of needs to figure out. Last thing we gotta say cause we're running time down. But like the last thing Congress is what's trying to see, people are incarcerated for 20 years. They haven't seen the outside world breathe the real air outside in 20 years. They go outside in the world, they don't know what's coming for them. People won't hire them because they were incarcerated and people won't, they, they, they see them as different people. They see them as terrible people. When in some cases, they didn't even commit the crime and Congress needs to figure out and these justices need to say, hey, even though it's just jail time, it could really screw them up for the rest of their life.
1: Exactly. We're setting our own prisoners up to fail because if we're expecting them to go out to the world and be like normal people, they're not. We gotta give them programs that's gonna set them up to be great people. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem with the United States. They, they, we, We're setting our we, old people up to fail. And why would we do that? We, why should we set our own people to fail? We should set them up to succeed. There should be
0: a government-run program that helps former prisoners gain jobs. We should have programs that help them see who they are in a new generation.
1: Exactly. And it's honestly sad what's happening. And think about it, there's a poll that, that came out almost 30% of prisoners in the United States are falsely incarcerated for false, like false claims. And it's sad. And no and no one's doing anything about it. And except drunk.
0: And judges judges, because he's the only one that can pardon them. He's the only one that yeah. can get them out of jail within a day. Without an appeal, with an, without an appealment process to their sentence, and it's pretty sad that he is the only one that can give pardons like that.
1: Exactly, and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about like uh, police people, honestly, because if we're gonna go after anybody in the United States, you know we got the Democrats after Trump, right? Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, if we should go after anybody, it should be definitely Hillary Clinton. Yeah,
0: because if you think about it, her emails is treason. Exactly, it's treason against the United States government. She signed documents saying that she would keep it as private, she would keep it as security. Is she signed? She, did she do an oath? And she can She took the oath. She signed the documents after taking the courses instructing her she so you know like how you're a witness like i took this course on how to ha- like keep the security in the united states through my emails she went through that course mm-hmm. she signed the thing but james b comey the fbi director at the time he did nothing about it and she's she should be in jail for treason she should be in jail her sentence the amount of crimes she committed putting it in her basement lying about it deleting emails defying subpoena she'd be almost hard- put to death defying subpoenas to the Judiciary Committee. This could rank up to 300 years in jail, but James B. Comey let it go. He looked through 30,000 emails, half of them were deleted. He claims to look through them in one or two days and finish the investigation. When we had this investigation on Trump and the Russian, we had the Robert Mueller special counsel go on for two years.
1: You know what's honestly sad about this too? The only reason why, the only reason why she got away is because James Comey, well, James Comey is a Democrat, mm-hmm. and if anything happened to the center person of the the Democratic Party, it ruined them. If you think about it, uh, people like Sanders, right? Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders. The only reason why he didn't win the nomination is because they set him off. They lied and they cheated. And if you think about it, if Bernie Sanders would have won the nomination, I think he would have won the presidency. Mm-hmm. And he had the black vote, he had the Hispanics, he had the Latinos, he had all of that. And if you think about it, we're in a country of crisis right now mm-hmm. because of our party. And if you look about, if you look back to what George Washington said, he said political parties will divide our country in a half. We That's got what- people on the Republican side, we got people on the Democrat side that are ruining our country.
0: Exactly. And you can't blame it on just the Democrats. You can't blame it on just the Republicans. It's both parties. As much as independent as I am on these issues, as much as I agree with Trump or disagree with Trump, I believe that it's both parties that are splitting the nation. And I got to say, a little bit of it is Senator Mitch McConnell. He is destroying these bills that the house has put together to help families but he doesn't want to do it because it will cost too much money and he'll lose his endorsements of major companies for the next election which again is getting into you know the what I also, talk of campaign finance reform
1: you know what i also hate these, these big politicians are you know lobbied by the pharmaceutical companies and you know as a diabetic. It's, kind of, it's You know, insulin's not a lot, you know But it's still it's still terrible We almost had, we threatened to sue our insurance company Because, you know, we had this I mean, There's two types of insulin There's this other kind that was terrible It, it could have killed me And then they gave me that They gave me the one that was possibly going to kill me, right? hmm And then we threatened to sue our, my insurance company And the place I go to for my diabetes And they put me on this other insulin and it costs it costs a lot. That's why the insurance companies hate it. Well, with the pharmaceuticals, they charge too much for prescription. If you think about countries like Britain, the universal healthcare system it would not work here. But it's a good example of what pharmaceutical companies should be. Because if you think about doctors, and like the whole pharmaceutical area up there is ran by the government.
0: Mhm. And like, well, we're we'll getting to the topic of universal healthcare. I believe, that... It shouldn't be too radically to where we don't have health care at all, but it shouldn't be too radically to the left where everyone has to drop their private insurance, no matter what, and go to this government-run health care plan. I believe that you should have the option. We should do this government-run health care plan, but if you have great health care insurance, you should have the option to opt out of the government-run plan and go to your private one Exactly. That way, it would lower you're, you're, down the wait time to get surgeries, get diagnoses, and people can still stay with their private insurance for those few companies that actually are doing good and doing what they're supposed to do.
1: You're gonna, you're gonna end up coming to find out that we're gonna start having massive, we're gonna start having massive diagnoses of like diabetes and heart disease and cancer and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Because these pharmaceutical companies are not willing to go out there and research cures or, like, vaccines for it. Um, currently, there's this woman in the, in the Turkish, in Turkish researchers, they're currently trying to make a uh, cure for type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. And it's working. And what's happening is, it now has to be approved by the FDA. And if you think about the FDA, like, when foreign countries come in with, like, cures and stuff, I imagine they don't prove it. You know why? Because it doesn't work to their standards. And I think if it works, if it works for other countries, it might work for us.
0: Exactly. And, like, what well, President Trump, didn't he sign that launch bill last year, the year before, that stated, like, if, you're, if you have cancer and you're trying every last resort to cure it and say Poland... Comes up with something that could possibly cure it or treatment that could help a lot. You should, if the FDA doesn't approve it yet, you should still be able to gain that treatment, even though the FDA hasn't approved it yet.
1: Exactly, I agree with that. Uh, I, I'm trying to forget what it is. Isn't it like the last resort bill or something like that?
0: Yes, I think it is something something like that.
1: But you know, if you think about it, there's there's good things about Trump and there's bad things. But honestly, that was a great bill. Mm-hmm it's giving the people the chance to live and it was
0: bipartisan too that's the important thing that i liked about it it was bipartisan democrats and republicans approved it and talking about bipartisan i do believe we should probably start getting closing down but one thing that i should think we should do is programs for children with special education, Americans with disabilities. We should have advocacy programs to, like, raise awareness for these people with disabilities because we don't think much of them. And, That's true. And you know, like, we should have, like, government-run camps across the country for kids with disabilities to come together, socialize, find friends, you know, because America has, everything has overshadowed them <laughs> honestly all right that we're overshadowing these you know we're, oh,
1: we're like we're almost throwing them in like the basement and locking it like we're not looking at this deeper view of like what's going on with like these disabilities honestly you know there should be a big camp and all that for them to come together have fun play talk eat together and, and then, have conversation
0: yeah and you know we're overshadowing them with taxes like there's these real issues facing America, like these children are being overshadowed. They, it's hard for them to find friends, naturally. It's not their fault. It's hard for them to find friends. We need to raise awareness towards them. And we and got, you need- know, we
1: got Republicans and Democrats saying, Oh my God, let's fight over money. We got to look at our own people and see the struggle. These people are facing like, our own country is facing a struggle. And these like big politicians are not deep. Exactly. View.
0: I recently I recently visited LA a year or two ago. I found out that the, these politicians need to stop worrying about the tax rates. They need to stop worrying about all this and they should actually see the crisis happening. They should all visit Los Angeles, all visit New York City, these big major cities, and see that there's actually citizens struggling on the sides of the streets.
1: You know, we gotta clean up our streets. Basically what Donald Trump was saying, clean up the swamp. If you think about the whole, uh, the swamp, what are you talking about? Because we can serve the whole United States. We gotta clean this up. First of all, we gotta put a bill uh, saying we can get batteries housing, you know, we got some veterans coming back from, you know, war like Iraq, and they don't have a place to stay, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to uh, join in on the community because they faced the of war. And believe it or not, a lot of them end up having, like, PTSD, and people find them as weird and not, like, no one wants to hire, my, like, my mother's father. I, I believe he had PTSD. He would have like, flashbacks and stuff, right? hmm And he went into a deep drinking to soothe his pain. And he could really be hired by nobody because of that and like he was a vietnam war veteran he wanted when he was 17 you know he you no know, faked his age oh 18 he wanted to was a marksman he, you know what's sad about it is he had to kill a whole family a whole family of Viet, vietnamese kids with ak-47s
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what's and sad like, about it is it's just like they treat we treat veterans like crap when they're going over there and they fight for us they fight for our freedom and we don't treat them like we should when I mean, we should but we should treat them like they're actual human beings we just treat them way way more than we treat ourselves
0: exactly and like mayor bill de blasio on the first night of the democratic debates he talked about his father he talked about ptsd how we have to raise awareness for these veterans coming back from combat and we should he, he talked about his father who turned to drinking and became violent and, sadly, took his own life.
1: You know, that's a sad story. I mean, my my mother's father died uh, to the liver. Because he drank so much, it just killed the liver altogether. It's sad. You know, but this is the world we live in. Like, there's no happy ending. You know, mm-hmm. and I hate companies like Disney that put up movies. That, oh, you know, happy ending. I control right but mm-hmm. that's not the kind of lesson we should be teaching our generation I mean, me and your generation we're going to be the generation that has to save the world from itself
0: mm-hmm. with the nuclear crisis the global warming we're going to have to be the generation to stop that
1: we're going to have to and you know I'm going to talk about the green new deal did you hear about that bill
0: from is that from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez
1: Yes, it's it is. Key-
0: mm-hmm.
1: And honestly, you know,
0: it's not a bad idea. I hate the fact that it's going to cut
1: jobs from coal power plants and stuff like that. But if you think about it, we can actually apply those workers to jobs, like working on windmills and stuff like that. Because we gotta, exactly. We got to start going to like, clean energy.
0: And, like, again, the Republicans are getting lobbied by these oil companies because this is where all the money's coming from and previously i stood out and i said I'm, i agree with trump leaving the paris climate change. now that there's actually scientists came out and said by 2050 in 12 years we're gonna have to we're doing irreversible damage to the planet earth it'll never be the same as it used to be 100 years ago we can help it but we can't ever go back by 2050 they said the climate is going to be so bad if we don't do anything about this that is going to be equivalent of living two states to the south.
1: Damn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know, coming back to the economic um topic, it actually could work for, for economics. If you think about it, investing in technology is i I'd rather take that than use coal, because coal is ruining our is ru- is ruining our planet. If you think about it, there's other alternatives that can make us rich. We can use, like, solar power. That can make us rich, too. Um, There's a lot of things that can economically make our country better. But we're not in the industrial age no more, so why are we using coal? We don't need factories like that, like, in the Industrial Revolution. Why are we still in that?
0: But again, it goes back to the election process. Like, Donald Trump, West Virginia, big state, pretty big state for him, not too big. Half the state almost all the state is coal mine, and if you say we need to stop the production of coal, or we should stop using coal. If you say that, then they basically they basically won't. Work.
1: If you also think about it, you know they. I thought you were gonna say they would go on strike, but if you think about it, they wouldn't go on strike because they need to, the, they need to, the, you know provide food for the family the only reason why most coal workers are there is because they they either dropped out of high school they either dropped out of high school or they can go to college and that's why most that's why most of them do that but if you think about it, they they want to go on strike they end up going to work back for the government like working on like uh windmills and stuff or they go work for like convenience stores and stuff like that really a coal is not something we need to use in this day and age we have technology that could power our cities We have all this technology, but we're not using it because we got oil companies, we got coal coal powered companies that are funding the Republican Party, and even some of them, I bet, are lobbying for Democrats, Mm too.
0: We can obviously, we can easily fix many problems that we don't like. We can easily get rid of ticks, we can easily get rid of mosquitoes, honeybees. Exactly. Get rid of all these things, but they're crucial to the environment. We can easily. Go to alternative energies.
1: Do you know what the, uh, the you, you know, know what the chemical not
0: to because the Republicans think it's crucial to their election process. Do you know what the chemical DET Yep
1: You know, we had this debate in school couple, you know, about a year ago about it. You no, know, I was all for it. Because it showed evidence that it had wiped out the malaria the malaria outbreak in the United States. Mm-hmm. And they were using it over in Africa and it was killing mosquitoes that had malaria. And it's they, they shown the biggest down, you know, the biggest down downturn of malaria uh, cases in over 30 years. And then mm-hmm. when they, when the United Nations, the United States finally banned it, that the malaria cases start rising. I think we need to use D E T. Nah, and this woman wrote a book about it. I forgot what it was called, but uh it, it was against malaria. Well, not against malaria, but D E T. saying it caused cancer. But she's not a scientist. And there's evidence proving that it didn't cause cancer.
0: Exactly. But
1: but definitely, we need to, you know, the United States needs to go in and actually look at our country. Because, you know, the better, the more we better our country, we better ourselves, the better we're gonna be economically, the better we're gonna be as a nation altogether. We gotta stop being divided with these political parties. If we need to get rid of political parties, do it. If it's gonna bring our country back together, just think about it the only thing that's really brought our country together has been war. Think about it. More people have, you know, enlisted uh, for, like, topics like Iraq and, like, Vietnam, right? Because Mm it's national. I mean, you know, 9-11. Think about it. After it, you know, we started having things like, remember 9-11 and, you know, you know, the the Iraq, you know, uh, George W. Bush, I believe, had said, you know, a bunch of terrorist groups did this. Let's go out and fight them. And people start, you know, enlisting big, big, you know, I, I referenced Trump there, you know, big, <laughs> you know, but the more, but the more we keep bettering ourselves as a country, the better we're going to be out in like the real world, because countries look at us as an example of how we, we rose from nothing to something. Mm hmm. We gotta set a better example. We gotta better our country. We gotta get down the obesity rate. We gotta get down the poverty rate. We gotta get down the crime rate.
0: And we have once, to improve our education
1: process. Exactly. Once we do that, and once we start producing people that can work for us and make us better, like people like India, they have a better education system now than us. They're producing more collegiate people like. You know, sending them to Harvard and stuff like that, right? By the eight, by the time they're 15, they can already go to Harvard University. We need to start producing people like that. Mm-hmm. And once exactly. we do, and once we, once we do, we'll be, we'll be considered the greatest nation on, on the planet. Because right now we're not, we're mm-hmm. not the greatest nation, no more at least.
0: And I think that's a great place to stop at. We've been running on for nearly 40 minutes. I think it's a great place to stop
1: because we might be going a little off schedule here. <laughs> yeah, way more than a little, but you know, I, I had a good time on it. You know, I got some topics I wanted to get out. Definitely talked mm-hmm. about the democratic socialism problem that definitely talked about certain economic uh, topics. It was definitely uh, a good podcast. Thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so it was a pleasure having you and you can watch this on Spotify. Uh, at the podcast or right here on Anchor. So our next segment, Nancy Pelosi last progressive freshman Democrat for voting against the $4.6 billion border bill that was signed at President Trump's desk Monday. All this and more on the next segment of the Political Hour. Thank you, Maurice, for joining us. and hope to have you on soon
1: again. Wait, hold on. But, you know, if you... If- No, I would like to have you on my podcast sometime. um, Maybe in the next few days, weeks. It depends about my schedule. But you know, it's definitely a great podcast. Definitely got to talk about some certain topics that I love to talk about. It was definitely a great conversation with you. I hope you have a great day, Drew. Thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you. Okay, let's. We'll be right back on the political. Okay, and we are back on the political hour. I am your host, Drew Matiasik. Now we have two more segments left, and this is one of them. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, blasts progressive freshman Democrats for voting against the $4.6 billion border bill that was signed on President Trump's desk on Monday. So this is a little bit of an issue here we might not get as much talked about because it's a little rough patch but Pelosi says the humanitarian crisis at the border as much as you don't hear this from Nancy Pelosi she says that she agreed with the border bill she says and she talks about how she does not think progressive Democrats including Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez she believes that they were wrong in voting against and especially the humanitarian part of the bill Especially the humanitarian part of the 4.6 billion dollar border bill, that you know, helped people at the border, that helped the crisis at the border. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and these Democrats, um, these Democratic uh, candidates or not candidates, Congresswomen or Congressmen too, visited the border and the detention centers. They wanted to make something better of it. They said that it's terrible down there, that there's a crisis down there, and it needs to be fixed. But. In all honesty, why would she vote against this humanitarian bill? And I do not like to take sides on this, but I'm taking the side against Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on this one. And, you know, I do, do believe she's wrong. She wants to fix it and do something about it. Don't vote against a bill just because it has President Trump's name on it. And I think that's exactly what Nancy Pelosi is doing. And if you check out my um, Twitter account... Politics with Drew Matiasik at with Matiasik, you will find me saying that I do believe that there should be two types of detention centers. There should be a detention center for asylum seekers, refugees, seeking asylum to the United States, to the United States, and that should be cleanly kept waiting for them to get a visa or a green card into this nation. Then, the, Because they don't deserve to be kept in these poor conditions. Just because they want to seek asylum in the United States. Because they're being persecuted in their country for their religion. Or they're on the brink of death in their country. The country is hunting them down. They should seek asylum in the United States. And not be treated this badly. Just because they want to. Because they have no other choice. But then these immigrants that hopped the fence that just walked into our country drug trafficking um sexual assault they should be in these poorly kept detention centers because if they don't want to be in those detention centers they shouldn't have come over to this country for drugs for sexual assault they shouldn't have come over into this country for that so therefore they deserve to sit there in those detention centers while the asylum seekers and the refugees that have no choice in the matter go out to these poorly kept detention centers So that was our view on that and our next and final our next and final segment. The FBI and the CIA and the Russian probe. That is my title on my piece of paper right here. Let's cross out the previous segment in my notebook. FBI, CIA, and Russian probe. What the Republicans are trying to release in these statements of the Russian probe, why they do believe that, or the Russian investigation, I shouldn't use that, Russian investigation, um, that they believe the CIA and FBI under the Obama administration, don't even get this, interfered with the dossier and the Russian investigation by the special counsel, and I could take my take on this right now, but I'm not going to, and I'm going to go into the next, next segment right after this short break. We will see you in the next segment of the political hour, please stay tuned. We're back on the Political Hour, this is your host, Drew Matiasik, and um, this is not our last segment. Remember, I promised that I would get the Democratic candidate's review for the next debate July 30th and July 31st, what we want to see out of them, we're going to add that segment. But right now, the CIA and FBI in the Russian investigation, what happened? What happened? So, Congressman Matt Gates, Republican member of the House Judiciary Committee and former Watergate prosecutor John Sale, say that a private contractor for the Democratic National Committee influenced, I'm not too sure, this is kind of sketchy. This is from Fox News. This is the report from Fox News. Just don't listen to anything I just said about Matt Gaetz. Representative Peter King, a Republican of New York, says he is, quote-unquote, confident that when Attorney General Bill Barr concludes his investigation of the origins of the investigation of President Trump's 2016 campaign, the American people will learn that the FBI and CIA under the Obama administration engaged in foul play. President Trump and the supporters of him have questioned how this investigation started in the first place. Now, they're talking about, I it now, the dossier, how this investigation actually started with the dossier and how it happened under the Obama administration. They believe that the CIA and the FBI, under the Obama administration, this is bipartisan as possible, engaged in foul play with this investigation tried to get to the origins and they say when bill barr concludes this he is going to be you're you're going to find out come come to find out the fbi and cia interfered with this with this investigation the special counsel the dossier more or less the dossier than anything else they think that the fbi and cia the dossier that john mccain handed in the special counsel, they believe that the FBI and CIA under the Obama administration interfered with this dossier and the origins of this investigation. So that was a short segment. That was a really short segment. But we will see if this is actually true or not, if these allegations are actually true um, on the FBI, CIA, Russian probe. Now on our next and last segment of this show... We are going to be talking about what we want to see from the candidates, and that's one and two on the democratic stage. So thank you, and please stay tuned for the next segment of the political hour. Welcome, welcome back to the uh, the coming off guard there. Welcome back to the last segment of the political hour. This is going to be short, probably the shortest one. What we want to see from the candidates. I want to see Joe Biden come back after the attack of Kamala Harris, which again is a strong word, laid on him. I'd like to hear Elizabeth Warren. I'd like to hear Julian Castro, if he's eligible for the next debate. His stance on immigration more. I want it to be more. Immigration. I want to hear Beta O'Rourke's stance on immigration, Kirsten Gillibrand on healthcare, Kamala Harris on pay inequality gaps. And again, this is a short segment. That's all I really wanted to know. We got to wrap this up. So I'm sorry if I cut the segment short, but um, this was the political hour. Thank you, and please come back and stay tuned for more information. And it was a pleasure. Thank you for watching this, and we are posting hopefully we're going to try and stay on schedule for daily episodes they're not going to be this long i promise me and it, i promise you and you know if you didn't like that long segment you can just skip past it that was a majority of it it really should have only been about 20 minutes but we had that long segment in the middle and so Thank you for watching The Political Hour, and please stay tuned for daily episodes. Thank you, and we will see you in the next episode.